1: It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live here at Wasatch Front Kia. Kia, Kia, 770 West, Riverdale Road. Come stop by and say hello. Had a bunch of listeners come by already today, Gordon. Let's get that uh, momentum going. uh, going. Shout out to Derek, who's in the neighborhood doing some work. Heard we were here and swooped on by and grabbed some jazz gear. Yes, he did. So it works for everybody. That's good. Look at all that good stuff over there. Nice work, Johnny. Yeah, we still have a bunch left. So yeah. please come on by and uh, and see us. We're going to talk to our buddy Christian Cox coming up here momentarily. Former Ute, of course, uh, spent some time uh, in the pros with the Patriots as well. So we'll talk to Christian. I actually have a Patriots question for Christian this week. Oh, do you? Oh, I do. Well, you want to give me a hint Mr. No, because last time I did that, you totally stole my question. Who was that? <laughs> that was Donovan. Was that? I think it was Donovan. It was Donovan. <laughs> no preview for you, sir. Yeah, but I, I shared your name with it. I said, you know, Jake and I have you been did. talking about You'd, it, and it was a good question. So I'm, I'm just glad it got asked. That's really all that matters. We're okay. just here for our not? listeners. Okay. No, but it's good. You know, it's nice to have Christian. We can, we can. Uh, run uh we can run some nfl stuff by him too which is always nice so with that uh let's get out to the smart rain special guest line best of state award winner smart rain is having an end of season sale on their irrigation smart controller save 50 percent off each smart controller purchased offer available to all commercial property zone listeners visit smartrain.net to schedule a demo today joining us now former ute and patriot the one and only christian cox with us here on the big show christian how are you Hey, Jake. Doing well. What's going on, Gordon? Christian, uh Christian, it's such a, a difficult week uh, in the land of youth football. Certainly, I mean, I, if you pay attention to social media, the fans are hurting out there too. The passing of uh, of Aaron Lowe, unfortunately, to to gun violence, which is just horrible. But to have two of these losses in a year, Christian, how does a how does a team cope with that? Yeah, I don't have the answer. You know, Mike
0: entire life and career I I don't think I've ever had a teammate pass away or or someone you know near and dear that's so young to to go so early I, I I don't even know where one one would begin um you know Utah has gone through a lot of grief the last 12 months um the irony with, with Aaron Lowe is that he was the reason Ty Jordan, he recruited him, he brought him, he was he changed his name. I'm saying things people already know, but changed his number to be for Ty Jordan, was awarded the Ty Jordan Award. And if you go read the article uh, from his comments from his mother yesterday, you read him and you'll get emotional about this kid and uh, how proud she was of a good son that she raised. And, uh, I don't know all the details uh obviously from the event and a party that got out of hand and is trying to step in and uh, break something up but uh, a senseless death to a young um what is he 21 22 maybe younger 21 yeah, 21 uh, Yeah, of just uh, f- a future like I don't know it, it it's really hard um you know life is um As an adult with young kids, my wife's pregnant. We're having our fifth child. Uh, Life sometimes feels like the Matrix. Sometimes we wake up, we don't realize that, you know, we we go up and we go do our job, but life is finite. Time is finite, and uh, it's such a a sad reality to lose such a promising young kid uh, to gun violence. And especially Ty Jordan as well, right? Christmas Day um, just kind of crushes it just hits you really hard. And, you know, I think that's the human element of grieving is that it's our responsibility to, to tell those, uh, who we love, who we don't tell a lot. Um, it's our job to reach out to those who are in pain. And if you go back, uh, really the last couple of years, Kobe Bryant death and, you know, John Pease passed away due to health and, um, Shaquille O'Neal, if you remember listening to him at all on the TNT broadcast, about how he just doesn't, he gets into the, the ruts of life and doesn't tell his friends or his um, his family how much they mean to him. And um, you can't make, you can't make out the meaning of, of someone going so soon, but I guess we can internalize and look at ourselves to say, you know, am I really taking advantage of each day I'm actually given because, you know, you get one life to live and you could throw every cliche surrounding it. But I just, I feel for Kyle. Like, I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can um, just lead through uh, such a devastating time. Right. And lead with, yeah, you need to go back to work. And yeah, you channel that energy as a team and it may bind the team more together. And there's no other way to work through grieving, but, um, I don't know I just in your guys's position just imagine you know some of the key personnel that you work with every day passing away or even you know the the company I work for in technology it's just you know death is death is cruel and it's it's hard and um there has to be a reason I guess so people say christian sometimes they say uh, that you gotta keep plugging along uh, one way or the other. But they also, experts also say that you can, you, you don't bury, uh, uh, that's a bad verb, but your mourning process, you know. You can't refuse to mourn. You have to mourn. But you've also got a football game to play. In the case of the Utes, they have a bye. But uh, th- this is the tricky part. How do you properly mourn, but not uh, absolve yourself of all responsibility as far as your 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 business at hand goes? Tough stuff, man. Yeah, really difficult, right? Go read go read about Richard Sherman. I think he had an article today um, about him not dealing with uh, grief and challenges in his life, and to be toughen up and to move on to the next play. I, I listen. I am not a psychologist. I'm probably the last person to give any advice on mental health or how to deal with things and how to grieve. Um <laughs> but there is there is a time to mourn and I will say the human element uh when someone is going through tragedy, when you uh put your arm around them and link yourself to them, there is power in grieving and healing. I know that for a fact. I've lived it in my own life. I've lost people. That when you've gone to those those funerals, or you're at those moments giving a hug to the person who lost something, and and just being there—it's nothing you really say. Sometimes it's just being there and mourning with those who are having a hard time. That's that's the answer. And for me, I think with a, a tragic death of your teammate who you love. For me, in sports, and whether it's right or wrong, you dedicate your time and your energy to that person. And as they become the pedestal of what you, you put, and that's what gives you additional motivation and love, because if you knew them intimately, that's maybe what they'd want. Uh, but, you know, with, with the bye week, uh, m- maybe that's a good thing that they didn't have to rush right back into a game. But, um I don't know. Like I, this is really, I bet this is really hard for, for Sharif and Kyle and Morgan and the mother of, of this young boy. Um, but this also allows you to reflect on like, what do you really believe in? Like, What do you truly believe in in your life? And uh, do you wake up with a true purpose? And what, why do you do the things that you do? And um, I hope these young players can – really just rally together and allow this to to help them mourn as a team and, and grow together and help it be a, a positive and a strong thing rather than a debilitating um, process of, of grief it's just I don't know I'm just I'm tired of uh, it's just think of, think about the, the what the, the 120 years of life between those two young men that they never get to experience and they don't get to have families and kids and experience life to the fullest and obviously there's a purpose for all things whatever you believe in uh but for me i think that's what just it just crushes me it's like you know those are football's great i love football i love my time at the u uh but the things that matter most to me is you know it's uh it's my young kids and you know talking to them and Seeing them grow and see them smarter than me, and to see your see your wife give birth to a child it's like that's a miracle in itself. And then to see them kind of grow up and look like your wife or look like you, and get to experience life—and I guess it just makes me feel emotional because you know, Aaron doesn't get to do that. You're just Ty Jordan, and as a coach, you need to be a pillar and a leader. And but I think I think being human. Is what allows other humans to find strength. There's nothing wrong with being emotional, being real. I think, I think for me, again, not a psychologist. I know nothing. I'm the worst person on this. But uh, just being real, I think, is what allows people to grieve and heal. If you hide it and run from it, it will come out sideways later in some other way. So.
1: Well, Christian, we appreciate you talking about that, and appreciate you being real. You know, we can wow. we can hear it, and I think there are a lot of uh, folks out there in uh, the the Utah program, Utah fans, that are, that are feeling uh, the same way that uh, that you're feeling, and I, I couldn't echo your comments more. And there's really no good way to to transition, so I'm going to brag about you because you are. Uh, one of the few people I consider a friend, uh, consider a friend who played in the NFL. No big deal, playing for the uh, New England Patriots. So I'm going to ask you a Patriots question, sir. All right, uh, there's a story out there today that. Um, the Patriots actually offered Tom Brady a two-year, $53 million extension back in 2019. Tom Brady passed on it, signed a different short-term deal. Long story short, he wanted to leave. Even before he left, he wanted to leave. And, you know, people are, are speculating about uh, the relationship with Brady and Belichick, which I want to ask you about, but not in that salacious way. What What was their relationship like when you were there? And why do you think those two made the perfect player coach combo for so long i mean historically good right uh the the best player coach combo ever why do you think that was from somebody who witnessed it first person well
0: for me i think he went through two transitions there was two different segments of his career with with bill right there was the early first three championships uh i got there in 2011 this is when he had won, this is when they lost to the, the to the Giants in the Super Bowl for the second time, so he still hadn't got over the hump, and everyone was questioning him at that point. Um, what was so funny about Tom Brady is, even then, Alex Guerrero, uh, people locally don't even really know, like Alex Guerrero, I think, lives in Alpine sometimes, was from Utah, <laughs> and uh, I was sitting in the cafeteria one day when I was rehabbing my neck, and I was like, who are you, what, what do you do here, and... I'm new with Patriots. And he's like, oh, I'm Tom's trainer. And he's the one who obviously built TB12 in his old, his old training style. And Tom always trained off on his own. But everyone, like, surround Like, this guy, yeah, yeah he's tall, lanky. You, you know, he's not like this physical, physical specimen. But, like, he just, command, like, he silently commanded respect. And just people loved the guy. And I think the combination of Bill Belichick legitimately runs the program like a general. Uh, he has, you just listen to him, and you just re- feel like you're soaking in Yoda, and he just run these team meetings. and It just—it was so fascinating to me that uh, even as an undrafted free agent my first few days, uh, I was sitting behind, I think, like Albert Haynesworth at the time. I was sitting next to Rob Ninkovich. And uh, he was lambasting blasting Rob Gronkowski about a play he ran wrong. And then uh, Tom Brady was getting shellacked uh, in front of the whole team. And so, like, uh, for me, I thought it was a cool thing because it's like, oh, yeah, every single player matters, that there's accountability across the front. You know, you could be the best, most elite player, and you're still, if you're not doing your job right, you're going to be called out on it, right? I think over time... Uh, I think over the decade the next decade which I wasn't part of 2012 13 14 15 through through 20 right I think he just kind of got sick of being treated that way honestly where he, he never really maybe grew up or matured or had enough say it's a bill it was bill style the team was more important than him and and legitimately like Tom Brady took he he, he sacrificed a lot financially to be with that team like Show me another quarterback who's won all the Super Bowls, but he's not, he wasn't the top paid quarterback. Uh, I don't even think he's top paid quarterback now, right? Uh, and all he cared about was winning. So I, I think ultimately, where Bill's great, uh, Bill runs a really tight ship. Uh, you could tell Robert Kraft wanted to keep him. The Bill Tom relationship, while they helped each other professionally, uh, obviously. Uh, it, just their personal relationship didn't exist. And Bill's not like the warmest, fuzziest guy in the world. Uh, he, uh, But he is mighty funny. And um, he is very dry. And uh, I remember when he cut me, or what he told me my last, like basically moving on, is he said to me, he's like, well, Christian, thanks for coming in. Uh, we really appreciate your time here. Uh, really, your hit was the cheapest mother bleep. hit I've ever seen, so I'll get healthy. Um, We'll see what we're going to do in the draft, probably drafting linebacker, but I wish you well. So, you know, he's just matter of fact. He calls it how it is. And and Tom wanted to control. I think it's the same thing Aaron Rodgers wants, right? You grow up in an organization. uh, You want some real input. Like, you are the heart of the organization. Like, being the quarterback, it's not like other positions. Like, it is the most important position. And Tom Brady, unlike any other person in the entire world, went to a losing team and took him to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl within a year. And for me, I think Tom Brady is the ultimate competitor. I think he defies all um, uh, stereotypes of, hey, you have to be athletic to play this sport. You have to do the – it's like, no, you have to outwork and be just a surgeon at your job. And do it every single day, and age doesn't define him. He's getting better as he's gotten older. He won, he won more Super Bowls, you know, post thirty, you know, like, and he'll, he, he's won them more in his in his his swan song, his later years of his career, and he looks even better. So, I, whether it's his, the dude apparently the dude doesn't drink caffeine. Uh, he eats this rigorous diet, but he just he for me, it's I think. I just don't know many people that committed to doing something every single day the right way. And I think that's, I think that's, what's admirable. Everyone in our world, it feels like they try to take shortcuts or shortcuts in business to, to, or to kind of prop up that they have all this wealth on Instagram or social media when in reality, like they probably are not very successful and have horrible habits. And Tom Brady uh, through the whole organization is single-handedly Uh, propped up the whole Tampa Bay organization. And what's cool about that is that is infectious. And anyone who, uh, the reason why now they're getting all this talent, people are attracted to that, want to play for that type of organization. It's the same thing with like Alabama. Like everyone wants to go to Alabama (laughs) because of the brand. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's a harder way to work and you got to do things the right way. But You will win. People want to win and be successful ultimately, but there is a price to pay to be successful. And no matter who you are, you have to pay the price to be successful, whether it's in football, business, life, being a good father, a parent. It takes effort and energy. And I think what is so miraculous about Tom Brady is not only does he deploy that effort and energy every single day in his life and his family, but all of his Teammates, You know, like you get Antonio Brown, you get Rob Gronkowski out of retirement, you get Leonard Fournette, who was a cast off. And, you know, now you get Richard Sherman, who had his own personal issues. And people want to win. And people want to be around that. And I, I think it's been really neat to see him be successful without the Patriots. And I think that's the ultimate middle finger to them in a nice way, if there's a nice way of doing that, of just saying, like, yeah, I, I can do this on my own terms because... I put in the time. You didn't fully respect me. Uh, I didn't have um, enough say or control, so I'll go do this with a a company that does respect me. And sometimes it takes that to, to get there. So that's my thoughts on it. So let me ask the soap opera question then. Who deserves more credit for the success of the club? Well, I think it's binding. You can't say one or the other. You know, because... Tom Brady was thrust in a position to get experience and he delivered. Uh, But this isn't a new theme for him. Like go back and watch him. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, when he was a quarterback at Michigan. Like he was a backup at times. And he'd come lead these fourth quarter drives. Uh, I can't remember if it was Drew Henson or whoever the the quarterback. Yeah, Drew Henson was a quarterback under Carr. He ended up getting drafted by the Yankees. But like, they had a back and forth, and that's been Tom's life everywhere. <laughs> Drafted sixth in the sixth round, all of those – Chad Pennington, all these other quarterbacks just outworked him. And then same with Michigan, like – and also in high school. Like, he didn't start playing football until high school. He never played Little League football. So, there's also the edge in him that he had the work ethic, but he needed the Patriots – in the time of his career, he got the opportunity. And I think this is the difference. He got the opportunity and never let it go. Some people get lazy in their work and they just kind of drift and never keep progressing. And he's always progressed year after year. And I think that's the most admirable trait in him. As I look at my own life, I'm like, yeah, man, sometimes I am flat. I got to keep progressing. And, uh, I think there was a, I think there was a, uh, if this even makes sense, I think there was a juncture Gordon, over time that it flip-flopped like tom brady needed those first you know eight ten years of time and over time the patriots needed tom brady and you get to a point where the scales would become tipped and they were out of favor and they needed tom more than the patriots needed him and and that's just not bill's style you're not more important than the team and that's why they kind of cut him loose and they needed to start over so uh, ultimately, Tom became more important because he proved it when he left and he won a Super Bowl. So, for me, I think that's why it's cool. Because <laughs> he left. And think about their season last year, too. Like, they weren't even... Like, they lost to the Saints twice. They got embarrassed by the Saints. I think they were, like, 7-5. and five. But they, they didn't just throw in the towel. They kept getting better game after game. They went in as a wild card. And then they were primed and delivered in the postseason and won on the road, kind of like what Eli Manning did the first run with the Giants. Like, it's about getting better every single day. It's not about your win-loss record. Is are you improving every day? And so are you playing at optimal uh, pace when it matters most? And that was the playoff Super Bowl run. So that's why this year is going to be pretty fascinating. But I think it's, somet- it's sometimes hard for our mental brains, or I'm speaking for myself, to have perspective because it's like oh like this team's not very good they're seven and five but it's like they won the super bowl and what did we talk about last season it's who won the super bowl it's not what the record was i don't even remember the tampa bay's record i know they won the super bowl and i know they beat aaron Rodgers on the road which is a tough game and then uh embarrassed patrick mahomes or tried to and had a just a swarming defense and won a seventh super bowl which is just it's absurd
1: Christian, you, sir, are the best. Thank you, as always, for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Anytime. Good to talk to you guys. See you. <clears throat> Back at you, Christian. Thank you very much. I thought we'd take a little opportunity to get a little NFL insight with Christian. You can tell he's he's feeling the loss like a lot of people are out there. So Didn't want to jump right to the Utes on the football field, so I thought we'd crunch into a little NFL. And, by the way, fascinating stuff from a guy who played on the team. Yep, yep. yep. Always good talking with Christian. No doubt about it. All right, more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.